Hi friends, it is Friday, September 25th, and I am Lori, <laughs> one of the founders of District Wide Davenport and, and board member, as well as, um, I'll just go ahead and throw in my other side since I'll be posting it there, I'm also the um, seat, I am the chair of uh, Scott County um, Democrats Disability Caucus. Anyway. I am reaching out to you today because today's kind of an important day in Davenport schools and it has completely flown under the radar. There's been nothing in the papers. Matter of fact, I didn't find out, well, I found out by happenstance. It was a phone call with one of the special ed administrators that we were talking about um, an observation in my daughter's uh, class. So anyway, I am I'm sharing with you that today is an important day and there are I will be telling you how you can join in on it. Davenport Schools is having to go before um, the state board. I know you're thinking, when aren't they? But this one's pretty important because the state called them in with very little notice. And the notice um, was that, and it was directly after turning in their August numbers. So to give you history on it, and of course this is my opinion and it will be completely well, it's not just opinion, it can be backed up with facts, but this will be completely abridged, is that, as you know, Davenport schools have gotten in trouble. They've been in trouble financially for breaking the law, um, and they've been in trouble on educationally, basically, for breaking the law. So, and it led to these audits. It led to, um, the very first audit was the special education audit, um, they came back with, I think, 20-plus citations. And then because of that, teamed with the money issues that led to a Phase 2 audit, which confirmed most things that were shared in the special education audit as far as um, racism in the schools and ableism. But it also added some new citations, like citations for the school board, um, which, funny enough, the community voted the incumbents back in. Um, and uh, citations as far as like violence and crisis prevention plans, etc. Things that the school district really needs to have. So, with that, Davenport has since getting their ruling in May of 2019 of partial accreditation, even before then, when the audits came out in 2018, Davenport really dragged their feet. And they did. Um, from 2018, from April to October of 2018, they made no action on it. Now, mind you, this was under a different superintendent. Um, that superintendent left. Um, I'm pretty sure the state kind of pushed him out because of no action taken. Um, and they decided to move forward. Actually, the state came down and explained the citations. And if you didn't get that meeting, I believe I will try and find the link for that meeting um, so that way you can watch it if you so wish. It was um, like right around Halloween of uh, 2018. But moving forward, that's when I started attending the state board meetings. I attended the very first one with our interim head um, and just kind of moved forward, um, wanting to know what was going to happen with Davenport, as everybody did. I mean, everything from accountability to how are we going to attempt to to write a ship that's really gone astray. So back to this, 
super brief history, August 5th was a very important day because prior to that meeting, the State Board of Education, um, Josh Burns in particular, and I will be paraphrasing his quote, said in that meeting as they talked about Davenport and Davenport's like, yeah, we don't have this done yet. We, We don't have these plans in place. We have all these issues. Davenport Josh Burns, state board member, said, you know, I spend a lot of time up at night wondering if I've done the right thing for the kids of Davenport. Because at these meetings, it really comes across when you listen to it that it's the community's fault. <laughs> it's really how it comes across. It's the kids. It's it's not it's not their fault. Um, our board is actually pointed out many times, as well as from uh, the Bureau Chief of School Improvement to the State Board of Ed, of saying that our board makes bad decisions and decisions based on no data. So, I mean, they, the board itself has three citations, and we voted the incumbents back in. So anyway, um, he said, hey, Josh Burns said, hey, Maybe we need to talk about the legalities of taking over the school district. Now, before everyone's ru- you know feathers get in a ruffle, taking over a school district really impacts the leadership team. Teachers continue to teach. They, um, students continue to go to school. It is business as usual on that end of it. It's really the leadership team and replacing the leaders and trying to write them. The culture basically and the decision-making team so Amy Williamson bureau chief came back and said you can't just automatically vote on taking over Davenport you have to give Davenport time to respond so they considered that meeting their notice the follow-up meeting was August 5th the day I keep mentioning August 5th Davenport came into the meeting sauntered in and said hey before you make that decision let me present to you all the things I've done. So they presented, um, basically it was an action plan list of what they were going to do with um, crisis and violence prevention, which was one of the sticking points that the district, that the state really wanted them to have. And they had not completed it. And, you know, we've, we've done this with our finances. We've hired Gary Sinclair and we've got like the... Um, his program and work to try and help guide us. Um, the SBRC, well, they forgave $9 million in January, so we're sitting a little bit better. We can do this, and here's what we have to offer you. And this was agreed upon by the state, by the way, that, that hey, if we don't meet our metrics, you give us one more cho- shot at this. And if we don't meet our metrics, then yeah, come, take over. And we will pay for the experts that we have to hire to assist in partial takeover. We will do that. And the state is just like, well, they, the last thing they want to do is take over the school. It really is. It's like the last thing they've talked to the school districts around us. They don't want to dissolve us. They don't want things advancing. They just want the situation taken care of. The state's like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. We can agree. So... We move forward, and Davenport turns in their first set of metrics based off of, like, 22 citations. And, you know, things appear to be fine until the state calls them up and says there will be a meeting 
on September 25th and, you know, present your information, etc. So what this says in this meeting notice is the Department of Ed recommends that the State Board review and consider the Corrective Action Plan and August Progress Update submitted by Davenport Schools, the, as well as the Department's response to the district submission and the district's current financial information. And I'm reading directly from this meeting notice. The Department further recommends that because Davenport Community Schools has failed to meet every objective in the action plan agreed upon between the district and the State Board, the State Board imposed the following additional conditions under its authority to provide temporary oversight and operational authority to the director and the state board in the following respects, and then they cite the Iowa Code, which is Iowa Code 256.11, you know, parentheses 11, parentheses A. The state board should appoint a superintendent and chief financial officer to complete the action plan for the district and at the district's expense. Now, that was the punishment they agreed upon, is if they violated, it would be at the you know, district's expense, people would be appointed. So right now as we sit, um, Davenport has still a little over 20 citations out there and they only have a year to make corrections. Um, Davenport is part of the problem, part of the reason why Iowa is on the watch list with the federal government because of um, failures in IDEA we're on the second year of it and we're right at the cusp where the federal government could actually come in and actually that wouldn't be a bad thing assuming that they wouldn't audit the state and because special education is a problem across the state that they wouldn't audit the state and kind of really see how deep it goes um so yeah we need help so kind of looking at this meeting today, I was going to look at, um, just highlight, there's like five or six notes in the Department of Ed's response to what was submitted. And the notes are pretty damning. Um, it really, I believe, points out the sticking points. Now, mind you, as the meeting notice said, they have failed in all their metrics. They have, they failed. But... There's only five or six times that the Department of Ed placed a note to really emphasize what's wrong. The very first one deals with finance. Now, people will say that SBRC and all of that is separate. It's not. It tied into it. They were part of recommending the phase two audit because we can't get our money under control. So the note underneath here where it says meets evidence, no, and this is with the citations and I'll provide you with the link so you can look at yourself. But it says data provided does not match financial information provided in earlier reports to the SBRC or state board. In addition, it has come to the attention that of the department that Gary Sinclair is no longer working with Davenport. Now, I don't believe that's true. I've actually reached out to a board member that I will um, not name 
and they they stated that the contract is up and going with Mr. Sinclair. And if you are unfamiliar with the computer program he has sold Davenport, go to the September 14th school board meeting. It's on YouTube. I'll put that link on there too. And, and watch it. It's actually really good information. And I think it's a good program. And I say that almost with a little bit of pain because... This program was recommended by Tom Lane, and Tom Lane is the paid advisor who was hired to come and tell the board how to do their job, teach the board how to be board members. Again, thanks to everyone who voted the incumbents back in um, because they don't know how to do it. Actually, they're known at the state for making bad decisions and decisions without data. But this might have been a good decision on their part because if you watch that meeting it actually gives them a lot of information and it really gives them the ability to kind of look at this is how much the budget is this is what we've spent and percentages of spending and the ability to ask good questions when it comes to financial decisions now it still falls back on the administration to give them good information to answer a question, but it does make that board position a little bit better in the aspect that they could at least ask the good question, and then you're just relying on the administration to provide a proper answer. So moving forward, I'll move on to the next red note. And this one falls underneath um, the disproportionality. Um, the racism, basically. I Disproportionality is just a fancy word for racism, in my opinion. Again, opinion. So, the note underneath here, and this one's pretty damning. It says, it was reported to the Department of Ed by external coaches, uh, Cherie Colley and Marquet Winston, both discontinued their involvement with the district because they observed a lack of serious investment and progress in the district. Now, that is damning because I mean this is racism and attitude and culture and that's what they were hired to address and and internal bias um, all of these it was it was hired to that's what they were brought in for and that's just not well that's just not a good thing now again as I said I did reach out (laughs) to a board member uh, will not name but they um, they had addressed that they had only been contracted for um, a year. Well, I think that was a little more than that. I'd have to go back, so I won't really say that. But they believed that they were only contracted for one year. And with COVID, everything, you know, kind of got moved around like it has. Um, but their biggest sticking point wasn't the fact that they left Davenport because of this reason, because of because of lack of commitment. It was because they were um, the state said they would pay, or they believed that the state said they would pay, and the state hasn't, and it left it to Davenport. And Davenport, you know, only has so much money. Well, Davenport created this mess, so Davenport, in my opinion. Um, should pay. I mean, if we have money for many other things, it's always funny to me what we say we don't have money for versus what we do. So yeah, that was um, their opinion 
um, on that, that it was more of that type of an issue. And I'll get back to those comments. Um, the next one was that it falls under um, one of their citations for progress monitoring. And the note on there is the guidance provided by the department staff after working with the district leadership team was disregarded. As the department advised the district to cut down on the number of projects and initiatives and prioritize the remaining ones, the district did not follow through on this. Now that was a sticking point from the August um, 5th meeting that actually was presented and everyone agreed that, you know, they would do better. That um, this Department of Ed's people were just like, you have too many things going on when you have this many problems and you've got all these great ideas, fantastic, but you really just need to focus on a couple and really do those well before you move on. Because we've all seen it in our personal life when we try and do that. It just doesn't work. Um, the next one is has been a sticking point for um, Davenport for a while. It is tied to the citation of PBS Foundation Crisis Response and Violence Prevention. So this this has definitely um, been an argument. And one that was actually talked about on that August 5th meeting as well. So the note reads, the Department of Education, after asking the district to develop a crisis response and violence prevention plan without success, developed a skeleton action plan for the district to use and complete based on local factors and resources. During a half-day session, the department facilitated with the district in November of 2019, approximately one quarter of the plan was drafted, which was not significant progress. So they already had, like historically speaking, from 2019, uh, you know, a quarter of the plan done. At times, some members of the Davenport team were resistant to engaging and claiming that the, the school violence was the top priority for the district. Overall, the department has frequently informed the district that crisis response and violence prevention needs to be clearly at the top of their list, and we have been met with resistance every time. So this one is another really damning one, and it, it's damning in the response if you think about... If you think about a situation where um, there has been a crisis, so there has been a, a crisis and, and the response hasn't been great. So think about it. If you had a situation at a school, they don't really have a plan as to how to get your kid <laughs> or, or, or safety. This is where the state is upset, is that there's just no real plan how to address something catastrophic going on within the school district. And it's troubling to hear that they're met with resistance. Very troubling. And then I'm looking to see, I believe this might be, yep, this is the last one. And this one is kind of a personal pet peeve for me, um, the student family and engagement. So if you know anything about district-wide Davenport, we've had our ass, we've had five ass actually within the, within the, for the school district. But one of them has been community engagement. We've asked for a special education advisory um, team that would report to the school board. It would also, 
It would also address, like, talking special education, which is one of the things the state is asking for them to do. Um, and we've also asked for um, a black student and family advisory panel as well. I mean, Rock Island School District passed it. We should have it too. Where it's addressing these issues, especially when we know that we have racism, disproportionality, etc., within the schools. We know this. This would be one way to kind of keep your finger on the pulse, address things, have them report to the board as well. So, as I was saying, a little bit of a personal one for me, personal pet peeve. So anyway, here is the state's notes on it. Um, Note that February 2019 site visit, the department facilitated worked around the department facilitated a work around the crisis response and violence prevention which included forming a community stakeholder team to engage in identifying problems and solutions to these problems i believe they're talking about the local school advisory council we do have that if you've ever attended a meeting uh, we can talk about that one Um, Then it further reads, the community team identified problems and beginning solutions. Such a team might be continued to ensure a process for um, continually engaging students and families established. The members of this team would need to include more community, family, and student representation, and many fewer district slash school staff members. So that is a problem, and it has been a problem across the board. We have these teams for community engagement, and they are basically school member teams. So this has been something we've asked for. Um, Just personal note on there, we've asked. We've asked for community engagement. You have to engage your community. You want a better school, you got to bring the families in. So, yeah, those are the five notes. So what's going to happen at this meeting? And this meeting's at 2 o'clock today. There will be time for public comment. If you're interested, is they're going to discuss um, replacing replacing um, the superintendent as well as the chief financial officer. Uh, do I personally think <laughs> the State Board of Ed will do it? No, because they have not wanted to do this all along. Davenport has kind of pushed them into this. And funny enough, the board member I spoke with does not feel that way. She feels like this is retaliation, or he or she feels like it's retaliation. Um, They cited, you know, they felt this was retaliatory practices based off of Des Moines Public School and Iowa City Public School fighting with the governor over online school. This has nothing to do with that. This is the fact that from 2018 to now, the state has given grace and guidance and time to Davenport, and Davenport still isn't doing it. And Davenport is on the clock. They're, and I said this, you know, I was one of the fools that um, went in for the seat as I ran for school board, as some of you may remember, and lost, and um, then went in for the open seat after uh, Director Mayfield passed, which was a terrible loss for the school board and the schools, community in general, is that Davenport is on the clock. You only have a year. You only have a year to fix your accreditation, and the state has been 
exceptionally forgiving. They have. They forgave nine million. They're, they gave you time to hire a superintendent. They've given you, they gave you your plan as far as this is what we're going to do and this is when you will step in and take over if we're not doing it. I mean, Davenport handed them the plan and then they failed. This isn't retaliatory. We are going on three years because it's end of September the audit was announced in January of 2018. So we are going on three years that Davenport has dragged their feet and haven't done anything. And this response of they're picking on us is a go-to response because if you go back in history and look at when they announced the first audit, well, they were picking on us, and that proved to be wrong. Or, hey, we're going to spend this money because they're picking on us. Now, no matter how you feel about that, just taking the money and spending it, I mean, it almost shut down our school district if the state wouldn't have forgiven that $9 million. We would have been running at a bare-bones system during a pandemic, no less, because of those decisions versus rallying a community to fight an unfair funding law. Which, by the way, where is everybody now rallying this community to fight? I mean, the funding hasn't changed. But yet, we don't talk about it. And we're not rallying to fight that. There are 11 states with a progressive funding formula. Iowa is not one. This could be done. So, yes... Do I think the state will step in and will will take out the superintendent and the CFO? No, I don't. I mean, they should. This was the agreement that Davenport presented and the state agreed to. I mean, remember this. Davenport presented that. This was their solution to the problem. We will do well, and here's what will happen if we don't. You can take over. I thought it was ridiculous at the time that Davenport had the audacity to roll in there like, here's the plan, folks. They passed it. And then Davenport didn't meet the first month. And that's pretty damning, too. And I know there are many people out there thinking, well, this doesn't impact my child. It does. It doesn't matter if your child is black or brown. It doesn't matter if your child is disabled. Yeah, those kids are getting impacted um, no matter what. But your child, no matter who, is impacted by this. And as a community, we need to stop being apathetic. And we need to stop buying into the idea that we are the victim here. We've broken laws, like major laws, We have a school board that has three citations of their own over not being able to lead. We have a problem. And instead of just saying that the state is picking on us, maybe we need to listen to what they're saying. And of course, fight the funding formula. I mean, where did that fight go? Straw man defenses, man. Straw man defenses. 
So anyway, I will be posting um, this on, I will be posting the link to the Zoom meeting. It's at two o'clock today. I will be tuning in, listening to it, and I will probably come back and do another podcast just to talk about it, to see what is decided, and to see how we can move forward, and maybe really talk about the funding formula problem again. I'd love to get Cindy Winkler on here. She has um, offered many times, and uh, right now she's in election, but she's unopposed, so maybe she would have time to come and talk funding formulas and what the community can truly do because you can't hold that up as a as a reason to break law and then just drop it um funding formula didn't change at all Uh, by the way neither did idea or any of the civil rights laws they didn't change either we still broke them so yeah i will post these and uh on the district wide page the parents page as well as Scott County um, or the Disability Caucus page. If you're a person that, um, honestly, I don't care your political affiliation. It is through Scott County Democrats, though. So a lot of Democrat things on there. (laughs) But if you're a person that wants to fight for disability rights and action on that, because disability rights, they're human rights, they're also civil rights, Um, Yeah, that's a a good place to be, as we will be boots on the ground in the community trying to move forward with that. And as always, stay safe out there, and uh, we'll report back as soon as we can. And I hope, I really do hope, oh, yes, one more thing. Sorry, this is why I need a co-host. I will be recording the meeting, just just the sound of it, the audio of the meeting. And I will be posting that as well because I've noticed from my time, um, from November of 2018 forward, these meetings, when the Quad City Times actually does decide to report on them, they really don't do the meeting justice. And you really kind of need to hear what's said and who's saying it. And the comments about our children made by, I don't know, district people. And the comments about our leadership. These are all things that we really need to take a look at. And as a community, wonder how we can fix this. So, again, I will, I will end this here. And I appreciate all of your time. And I hope you will join me in this meeting and listening in and if you feel so inclined there will be public comment where you can make a statement so again stay safe and i will talk to all of you later um thank you